0: Welcome back to another episode of Pulse on the Market, the show designed to help you as an investor make better, more educated financial decisions. I'm your host, Jaden Brains, founder of Brains Capital, and let's get right into it. So first off, the Dow is up 0.19% to 38452 NASDAQ's down 0.58% at 17511 the s and down 0.01% at 4942 and the small caps are up 0.5%, decent day for the small caps at... 1948, and the the treasury bonds, the the treasury yields, the ten year is down 1.60 percent at 4.092. So once again, we see a little disconnect here with the S and P and the Dow. It's not super, but I mean, it's it's still not in tandem like it has been for the past 30 years. There's still that disconnect in that correlation coefficient, and like I was talking to you guys about on the last podcast, is that it's typically at 0.99. One meaning that they're in perfect tandem, and the past two years in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, it's been under point nine. So we're seeing a continuing disconnect, especially with this surplus in in the technology sector, that the Dow has a lower percentage than the S and P in this technology sector, and it's been continuing continuing to rise, like and like uh, like Nvidia, like AMD, like the other sectors related, like Broadcom which is AVGO, in case you're wondering. And sectors like these that keep blowing up, it's affecting the S&P better than it is the Dow. So that's why we continue to see this disconnect. But the Dow may add and cut certain companies from the Dow, so we'll see if they end up adding more in the technology sector to the Dow to help even this out. All right, so the stocks of the day that are fluctuating in price would be, Decker's is down 4% after having a crazy rise after after the earnings report it was up to 900 and now it dropped back down to 816 lily is down 0.8 percent lily actually just had a crazy uh, once again another solid earnings report it was up to 740 earlier today but now it's dropped down to 700 along with the rest of these powerful stocks like nvidia super microcomputers even netflix is down companies like these are all down and, but Lilly, once again, surpassed the expectations. They reported earnings of 2.49. The estimate was 2.3. So they beat it by a little over 8%, 8.5%. And actually, I actually want to talk more about Lilly because Lilly is one of those market disruptors that, that I like. Before investing in companies, I like to look at really if they're going to make an impact on just markets in general, If they're, if their earnings are going to continue to rise year after year. And I truly believe that Eli and Lily, L L Y is their ticker, has this potential. They have a high demand for ZetBound and Mangero. Those are the two weight loss drugs, which are huge. Because here in America, we have an obesity problem. You don't have to be very smart to know that, but obesity is on the rise and the percentages are rising. And so is the demand for ZetBound and Mangero. Apparently, it's supposed to help you lose a crazy amount of weight within a short amount of time and the only problem with it is the demand, or is the supply not the demand the demand's opposite so the supply is just too little they just started producing more and they actually they they're creating another factory to help boost that production it was already up twice as much in this year 2023 but the demand is still is still way too high they're not getting it out as quick enough and they do have another plant coming out in the late, end of 2024, and so we should see an even higher, uh, yeah, even higher revenue from Zepanomongero once it's produced at a, at a higher level. What surprises me the most, well, it makes sense, it's a pharmaceutical, it's a, it's a drug technically, or the, not even a drug, but you know what I'm saying, that the gross margin for is 82%, that is insane, for your retail markets, it's far lower than that. I means their cost is super high, and their cost of goods sold, well, how much it, Costs for them to produce drugs like Zepbound and Monjero—they're actually decrease or yeah, the, just the price is way higher than the cost for it. So it really does not, yeah. And that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's how you can increase revenues dr- dra- dramatically, drastically, and that just looks good for the business model. The eighty eighty-two percent of it is is retained within the business. It's not getting absorbed in the cost of goods sold. And yeah, so that's Eli and Lily. Another another stock that I'm looking at that's on my it's on my little wait list. My uh, I'm speculating it is Spotify. Spotify seems to be it's been on the rise. Back in, at late last year, it was at one sixty, and now it shot clear up to the high two twenties. Last time I looked at it, and let's take a look at what it's at right now. Two thirty. So yeah, it's still on the rise. It's up three percent today. And they just had their earnings report, and it was quite phenomenal for, for Spotify. So their, their monthly users went up. Their profitability went up 8%. I'll get into the, the number. So the number of monthly active users rose by 23% to 602 million in the fourth quarter. And the forecast was six, 601 million, but it rose to 602, so an extra million subscribers there. And that's an impressive amount of people listening to Spotify and that, that shows the potential for revenue growth later in the future if they keep adding subscribers. This is one of the reasons why Netflix exploded when they came out their earnings reports, because they increased in millions the amount of people watching Netflix paying for these accounts. And for, for Netflix, they cracked down on shared accounts, and it forced people to buy their own accounts, to, to create their own logins, which increase the revenue dramatically on Netflix and their, their price of the stock just went way up after the earnings report. It seems similar things happening to, to Spotify. They're adding more stuff. Let me take a look at it. So they such as their podcasts. They just hired Joe Rogan and they, they spent a pretty penny. I, I believe it was like 250 million or whatnot. I don't remember the exact number. Sorry if I'm wrong on that, but they spent an unholy amount of money to get Joe Rogan to sign with Spotify, which is a good a good move. Joe Rogan has way too many viewers, and he's going to bring a lot of traffic to Spotify, and their their podcast advertising grew by double digits in the last quarter, so they're kind of doubling down. They uh, their CEO Daniel X said that. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact wording here, but he was just talking about how twenty twenty three. Yeah, he said we never stopped investing in it referring to podcast, the podcast business. But from a financial point of view, what we did say was that podcasting was a drag on the business in 2023. And then he later said and that we could turn it around and achieve constant profitability on the podcasting side in 2024. He said he feels really good about their ability to just do that, to do just that. Sorry. So, I I believe it, especially with signing Joe Rogan and they're probably going to sign other people later on the road. But they're gonna grow their podcast side of the business because previously it was for music, and now it's gonna be for podcasting as well, and it's gonna to continue to to grow. So they're yes, so that that's what's going on with Spotify. I'm I'm bullish on Spotify. I like what they're doing, and they're they're beating their earnings reports. The stock is is achieving higher numbers. I believe it's it's at its all time high pretty soon here, and yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of Spotify. Anyways, the next sector that I want to talk about is AI. So AI has just been dominating the markets recently. Yes, we have like NVIDIA is down 3%. Some other companies like the ANET, which is Arisa Networks is down 3.5%. So today's not the best day, mainly because of the the Fed rate cuts. We're still still seeing the effects of that, that they are not cutting the rates. And it actually increased. We saw today a surge in the mortgage rates as well. It's over 7% again unfortunately, I want to buy a house in May and that's going to be a little difficult. Well, I'm going to do it regardless regardless of what the mortgage rates are at, but it would help a lot if those would drop right before then. But they keep going up because the Fed won't cut the rates, which means that the inflation is still high. And when the inflation is still high, that means the mortgage rates are going to continue to stay high or even go higher. So it's just a way to to control inflation. The Fed still sees it as a problem, so they're not going to lower the rates. They're going to keep them high to reduce inflation, get get back towards that 2% mark. And so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening to those mortgage rates. But, uh, back to what I was saying that just the <laughs> man, I got off track. Sorry guys. But AI has been, has been overperforming and not just AI, but all their little sectors. So they're calling it an AI revolution. A lot of people are, are speculating. They're, they're, Little pessimistic about AI. They think it's going to be like the dot com bubble, where evaluations are, evaluations are just skyrocketing, but there's nothing behind it. They see it kind of like cryptocurrency. Uh, some of these some of these people do, but uh, now they're starting to turn it in. They're starting to apply. It. They're starting to turn it into profit. And the the Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said that we're moved. We've moved from talking about AI to applying AI at scale by infusing AI across every layer of our tech stack. We're winning new customers and helping drive new benefits and productivity gains across every sector. So that's that's pretty big. So now it's not just creating AI and like, oh, look how pretty it is. Look, look what it can do. But now they are applying it at scale. And that's what we see across the board at, in all sectors. And it's going to be profitable. This is different than the dot-com bubble because it's not just nothing that's driving up these valuations, not just hype, not just... Speculation that it's going to be big, but there's actually revenue backing it up, as we can see in this quarter, that there has just been the revenue surge after revenue surge that we're seeing that is profitable, and this most likely will dominate this year, of 2024, in the market. And it's not just like AI itself, like we have Microsoft with Copilot and and stuff like that, and ChatGPT, as you guys all know, but it's also the companies that are backing it, similar like real estate, if I can compare it to that. When real estate is doing well, it's not just the real estate companies, but there's also the manufacturers of the supplies for real estate that, that provide the materials that also do well, that show even greater growth sometimes because they're providing the materials for this big surge. And I'll give you a couple examples. So we have, let me see if I can pull it up again. Um so the expected surge in AI related cloud spending helps explain the thirty-eight percent year to date move in NVIDIA shares. So showing that uh there there's there's other things like there's a Taiwan semiconductor, which is a surging of or which had an expectation of surging high-end chip demand. There's the semiconductor equipment provider, ASML, which gained 18%. Broadcom, a key supplier of chips for AI tied networking applications, is up eleven percent there's pure storage which sells storage systems to meta and others it's up 17% there's arista networks like i explained before is a networking company and it generates almost half its revenue from microsoft and meta and it's up 13% year to date year to date so there's just these these small subsectors of this sector of ai that are just blowing up it's it's one and in, yeah in a whole it's it's blowing up so you don't have to just invest in AI if you're bullish on AI, but it would be good to look at all the subdivision subsectors as well. The the storage systems, the, the networking companies, the, the equipment providers for the semiconductors. It's just a whole chain of companies that provide this AI, which is the final product of what they're doing. And so this revolution is technically ahead of schedule. People didn't see it bringing in earnings like this before but we're seeing after all these after one company after the next we just had uh palantir that grew 70 percent just in the the december quarter that's that's insane growth their C- ceo alex carp told barons in an interview that commercial business in this quarter he used words like bombastic baller incomprehensibly good so it, it was a good year a good quarter for palantir up 70 percent, their stock surged I think I believe it was up around twenty percent. The stock up to twenty-one something, and I mean I'm sure it's changed by now. And yeah, so that's just one example of just the the pro the revenue that we're seeing from AI. It's ahead of schedule. That's all I gotta say. Okay, along with that, uh, just um, so Snapchat, and then there's companies like Snapchat. We tend to see layoffs like Snapchat. They just laid off 10 percent of their staff, around 500 people, give or take. And that's because they're they're aiming to promote in-person work and restructure for efficiency, all that good stuff. And it's going to cost them around 55 to 75 million. We saw a similar thing happen to Nike. Nike also aimed to to cut their costs, but by two billion, I believe, which is an insane number. And uh, we, I mean, it's tough to do layoffs, but Sometimes companies need to lay people off in order to help out their bottom line to produce better efficiency, which is better for the investors, better for the company as a whole, to spend less and try to maintain those results or even grow them. And so, Snapchat's an example. Nike is going through a huge restructuring, something we haven't seen in a very long time. That Nike has been known as an offensive company. That's the kind of their motto we, we're on offense, we don't go on defense that's product, that's a product, they're innovating on their shoes, they're making better products, but now we we saw Nike take a step back and go for restructure, cut costs by a couple billion, and that caused their stock to drop quite a bit, now they're down to $100 a share, a little over, and it, it tanked, the stock tanked in one day after coming out with that, and which, in my opinion, it wouldn't be a bad idea to... Uh, sells some type of options on nike because you can you can buy it an option call for 70 days in the future for 500 bucks and you break even at 105 <laughs> so it, it seems kind of obvious that uh that this would be a good investment risk to reward like it's it's nike's most likely to go above that i mean nothing's certain i'm not saying it will but you can play specific options calls like buying a call in april 19th for 500 and it only has to go up $5 as a stock, 5% in over two months in order for you to make that money back or potentially even more. And if you can also buy one in or like middle of March for 300 bucks, and so your break evens at 103. And these seem like good plays. If I were to invest in options, these would be the type of plays that I would make. So these low risk but potentially high reward long-term options play it's not gambling it's it's calculated risk that's what I, that's what i like to say a lot of people will call me out on that it's not gambling it's calculated risk okay and uh, it's all calculated so that's just a, a play that you could potentially make on nike do not come at me if it doesn't work i'm saying it's a speculation the numbers are behind it but nothing's certain all right jp morgan one of the only bank stocks that I would personally own would be JP Morgan. I'm I'm just not a very big fan of the bank industry. I don't think it's very, I, I don't think the growth is there. The profits are there, but JP Morgan, uh, I can get behind. They plan to open over 500 new U.S. bank branches by 2027. So they have a few years to do that. So roughly what, 168 a year, 170. So they're they're planning to open 500 new branches by 2027 and it's to expand in um, underrepresented areas so places that that really don't have a lot of exposure to this and so that that contrasts with the broader industry trend of closures right so they don't they don't usually try and do that but respect to JP Morgan for for shooting the shot with that and i i think it'll pay off i mean i can get behind that stock i'm i'm a big fan of JP Morgan meta they came out with something interesting. So, they—they're aiming to enhance transparency on not uh, just misinformation or misinformation, sorry, with just AI. It's very easy to be misled by information with this uh, generated AI, and it's—it's it's getting kind of scary. But, but Meta. They will label AI generated images on its platforms with these AI generated tags. That's that's what their goal is. And so that that could be pretty cool to validify more. It's kind of fact checking this these AI sources. So AI generated tags are coming out with Meta. War is affecting McDonald's. We saw their stock drop yesterday. And uh, and also Starbucks. They both reported that Israel, the Israel Hamas conflict really impacted their sales negatively in the latest quarter. And there's boycotts affecting customer behavior and this is what they're saying. So they're they're putting on the Israel Hamas conflict of why Starbucks and McDonalds haven't been performing as good as they should be. And a little update on the Suez Canal, the revenue dropped nearly fifty percent in January due to due to these attacks on the Red Sea vessels. I already explained that the Yemen there that the Houthi rebels have been Launching these attacks on Red Sea vessels coming through the Suez Canal, and the the number of ships going through there has dropped dramatically, drastically. It's it's terrible, and uh, and we need to solve this issue pretty quickly because, like I said before, they have to travel down the south southern tip of Africa in order to get to their destination. They can't just cut through that northern part that's uh, like right next to Egypt, the Suez Canal, and so that that is affecting trade dramatically. And that is something that needs to be resolved pretty quickly. In my personal opinion, I'm sure you guys can agree with me on that. And before we close up, a quick update on crypto and how it's doing. Let's see. Let's see how Bitcoin's doing for the day. I'm pretty sure they're still hovering. It's at 43,200. So it's up 0.8%. And we haven't seen very much growth last week. It's just been going up and down, up and down, up and down, around, hovering around 43,000. We haven't seen any movement. But once I pick up on, on certain movement, I'll make sure to let you guys know. And I will keep it light on the crypto side of it. But if you guys want more information on certain sectors, please reach out and let me know. Uh, if you want more info on the real estate, crypto, whatever it be, utilities, different sectors in the industry, make sure to let me know, guys. And I can... Adjust the content depending on what you guys want. And also make sure make sure to to write me on marketpulse.io on Instagram and with any questions you guys have. And if you would like me to dive into specific stocks, if you have a recommendation, like hey, I, w- I would love to hear more about Deckers or Apple, whatever it be, it can be a random ticker that I've never discussed on the show. If you guys want to hear more about that, just, just reach out to me, marketpulse.io, just DM me and I will get back to you as soon as I can, and include that stock in the next show, so I'll pick one to include in the next show for you guys, but once again, thanks, I, I really appreciate you guys listening, especially if you made it this far, <laughs> thanks for supporting, I know the show is still pretty, pretty new, it's pretty young, but the more time that goes on, the more shows I come out with, the better it'll be, the better my research, the info, and just the presentation of it all, of it all. But before I close, just a little disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research, and they can also seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information shared. And it's all risky. Past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or changes that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to the podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow.